All right, we're back once again. So what? Streetwear Bonanza, whatever the name of this thing is called, I don't know yet. We'll figure it out in time. Uh, you know, the same old shit's going on with the website. I actually am going to be quitting my job tomorrow, last day, and I'll be actually be able to uh, post on here a little bit. So there'll be news and stuff to talk about. And I low-key started the shop portion. You can go to it, you can order stuff, but there's not a lot on there. And there's some kinks to still be worked out. But it's fully functional. If you spend money, you will get a product. Today we're brought, we're being uh, being joined by Ty from the four. Well, we say defunct bad neighbors. It's completely squashed, correct? Yeah, I, I don't really do much on it besides use story now. So okay, and all right. So you know, I guess we'll start. Just uh, tell us like how you came up with the concept of bad neighbors and and. Everything that came along with that from, I guess, start to finish. Oh, man. That, that was so long ago. That was a year and a half ago. Um, well, I can tell you right now, the name is from a, I want to say it's MF Doom song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's something like an album, one of them. But, I don't know. I, I just like the idea of like satire. I'm a pretty sarcastic person in general. Yeah. So it, it was really easy to make, you know, neighborhood watch kind of stuff. I've always been into, like, skateboarding and BMX and just, like, you know, I did graffiti for a bit and stuff like that. But uh, the idea of, like, neighborhood watch always always cracked me up just, you know, because I'd be out skating or something back in college. And I'd get more shit from just, uh, you know, like the vigilantes than actual police officers or like even like building owners, you know, most people didn't care. It's always the bystanders. And, you know, I just wanted to make, uh, kind of make a fake organization where I could make those kind of satirical jokes, you know, cause I'd be out skating or something back in college and I'd get more shit from just, uh, you know, like the vigilantes than actual police officers or like, did the mic drop? Uh, it's... I, I, I think I fucked up because I opened uh, the YouTube, but you should be good. I can still hear you. It's good now, I think. Okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, we're good again. All right. <laughs> my bad, my bad. But yeah, like I was saying, I just... Uh, yeah, I like the fact that I could make like a satirical company and almost phrase it... Uh, around, you know, being a realistic one. For a while, I was ranking for a lot of, uh, like, how to start a neighborhood watch kind of stuff on SEO, which was kind of cool. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> so, you know, someone would look up, like, how to start a local neighborhood watch, and they would see Bad Neighbors or uh, badneighbor.rs. And they just go into it, think they're actually going to learn how to save their neighborhood, and it's like, nope, you can buy our shirts and shit. Well, at the time, I was uh, running, like, I don't want to call it a zine, but it was just, like, you know, a photo gallery of just me and my buddies, like, riding bikes and just, you know, general 35-millimeter disposable camera kind of shit like that. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, but, yeah, that gave me a ton of, I guess, SEO juice, just, like, giving those file names and those blog posts kind of, like, you know, interesting names like that. Mm-hmm. That's a really good play, especially like, uh, you know, transitioning into a brand like you already have organic traffic coming. That a lot of players in the game like really don't, 
I guess, know about that or even try to do something like that. Like, granted, it wasn't exactly keywords that were going to get sales, but yeah, exactly. There's still mean, people. I, I saw it as like you know, any views are good views. Uh, I, I was more worried about. So I hosted my main site on a website platform that I get from work, just because I'm really knowledgeable with building the site on that. And then I just hosted the shop on Shopify. So like any of the traffic going to that main site didn't really bother me uh, just because the chances of someone organically going there and clicking like shop was kind kind of pretty low. Mm-hmm. But it, it was definitely interesting to see, uh, you know, people coming from all kinds of areas to the site and like, some of those tools give you like age ranges. I had like a ton of people who were like, you know, in their forties, probably disgruntled, uh, <laughs> you know, angry neighbors looking now to start like a neighborhood watch or something like that. And then they saw my shit. <laughs> that's so, that's really funny. Like just imagining that, you know, he's trying to get these BMX kids off his damn lawn and stumbles upon that. I was like very supportive of the, uh, actual sport. <laughs> No, that's hilarious. That's I, especially I, I'm a, a little bit familiar with SEO. I, I kind of I, I think I know what's going on there. So for me, that's 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 really good humor. Yeah, I, I would say that was like a really big advantage I had was uh, for for reference. I went to college for a like graphic design, but then while uh, on internship and eventually working at that same place. I learned, uh, you know, some more closer things so like software development. I learned Python. I learned uh, Ruby, Ruby on Rails. But then I got into more front-end stuff, so HTML, CSS. And uh, at my new company, I, I just kind of like web admin the whole website for my team, which mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool. It gets, you know, a couple hundred thousand views a month. So definitely a step up from bad neighbors but it definitely teaches you a ton about that kind of stuff very quickly right right because you know a dip in traffic on bad neighbors wasn't like crazy to me because i was storing low stock anyways but a dip in traffic here is actually affecting you know a very large marketing business right that's a that's a (laughs) that's a huge change in revenue definitely no, that's that's awesome. So, what made you want to end bad neighbors? Oh man, I feel like I get this question uh, so many times, and it all depends about when people ask me mm-hmm. with the answer. Uh, I, I think my original appeal to like leaving bad neighbors was that I just stopped having fun with it. You know, mm-hmm. I. I never intended to like quit my day job with it or anything like that. It was just something for fun where I could uh, get some creative juices flowing outside of work. And, you know, if I made a couple bucks here and there, uh, it would be all be worth it. And I don't know. It got to the point where I dropped something uh, and then, you know, the whole thrill of like taking the site live and stuff that ended on Thursday nights. And then the next night was spent packing what could be upwards of, you know, like 90 orders or whenever I did those lanyards, there were tons of people who just bought lanyards. I had like self-address an envelope and, you know, it was just stuff like that. Like I am super thankful for all the people who like purchased and 
actually let me keep it going. But some of that stuff is just exhausting. I, I was doing it, you know, like everyone else who started out. I, I hate using that excuse because I saw it a ton on Streetwear Startup was like, if someone fucks something up, they'd always be like, I'm a one-man shop. But like, so is literally everyone else there. If they can do it without fucking something up, then you should be able to also. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I invested in a little bit more in the startup too. So like, it took me a little while to actually turn a profit because I bought, you know, like the printer to print labels. I bought shelving and just stuff like that that would make the job easier. I bought a scale, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just all the unsexy stuff about running a brand really just kind of ruined it for you. It it started out, like, in concept, it's so sick because, you know, you're drawing stuff, you're posting on Reddit, getting feedback, and then, like, you post that one that people fucking love for some reason. Like, you know, you'll know why, but uh, you post it and it gets a ton of upvotes and you get that, like, dopamine going. Then you deal with, like, people outside of the people who actually want to buy it, you know, like screen printers and stuff like that. And I I had a huge issue with a screen printer from California because, uh, I don't know, I, I always found it hard to, like, find some place in Boston that did, like, the exact screen printing I wanted because I feel like most of the places here just do, you know, like, the corporate events kind of T-shirts so they don't really carry the blanks that I wanted, but I wasn't going to buy right, the a whole lot of gilded that, like, without the uh, discount and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's like you go from that zero to a hundred with dopamine and then straight back to zero when it comes time to actually run the business. Yeah. Unless you're into that. Yeah. Yeah. Those tedious manual labor, put the, put the item in the package, seal the package, go. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about when I like, when I released the article, like the, the big list of brands, like list last January, I got a huge amount of traffic. Like, went from getting about like a thousand visitors a month to like four to five thousand from December to January. I was just like, oh my God, like, you know, it's not, I'm not doing, you know, hundred thousands, but, you know, quadrupling and five times in my traffic with, by dropping like one big ass page was just like, oh my gosh. And I kind of got complacent after that. You know what I mean? Oh, thought, definitely. The I, plateau's the worst. Yeah, I thought you, I, I, thought I made plateau it. plateau and it's done. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. You gotta make something super impressive for people to actually like pick back up on it. And that was the issue was I was uh you know, I was comparing myself to other brands and stuff like that. And I was looking at people like uh Wesley from Stay Hands and like Dylan from Decynical, Zach from Baltor, all of them, how fast they were dropping, even like Tyson from Polly and Yams from Sleep, uh just seeing how fast they were dropping, I was trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's so many different, like, uh, aspects that go along with that. Like, Sleep, he can drop so quickly because he has a really good connection with a screen printer now that's, I, I think he's, like, a couple blocks from him or something. Yeah. You know? So whenever you have that kind of connection, you can actually, like, move product pretty quick. Plus, he has the most insane cult following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so insane, but uh, you know that's good for him. He did a great job building that brand. And he knows his like exact target audience. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I think that's really hard, like, especially for people, like, I'm not saying you're, like, you're a complete beginner or anything like that, but starting out, like, comparing yourselves to, you know, not uh, someone, you know, like a palace, but even somebody in the same community as you, but it's just doing better than you. And I think that's across a lot of industries. Yeah, definitely. You, you kind of, you see that, and you're like, how come I'm not there yet? And it's like, well, you haven't been doing this for two, three, you know, a decade or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that was, like, another driver that kind of, like, got me a stop was, like, I didn't really, like, I don't know. I was never super in the streetwear where I was, like, you know, lining up for Supreme or even, like, buying Palace, you know? Mm-hmm. I just wore clothes that worked. Like, I I told tons of people this, like, after I did the kind of, like, identity change, you know, like, I wear, like, cargos and stuff like that, like, BDU pants, uh, hardcore band t-shirts, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but that was what was in at the time, you know, that was around time, like FTP dropped the death tour shirt and just stuff like that, where that kind of like culture was actually getting like vultured pretty bad. <laughs> like, uh, like people were making like knockoff punk shirts and like, even though that's not like, I don't know, it's not like punk, it's still pretty sick to see, you know, someone who does, like, uh, I look at, like, New York hardcore as an awesome style. They have this, like, super interesting, like, characterized, but, like, graffiti-esque style to all their, like, hardcore shirts, like Backtrack, Madball, uh, bands like that. And it was super interesting to see that, like, thriving outside of just this, like, hardcore scene. I've seen that even in, like, people I went to like high school with thinking about that's like, you know, six years ago, maybe even more now, eight, close to it. Uh, where, you know, I was made fun of for liking heavy metal or like punk rock or, you know, like beat down stuff like that. But then there's like people now, those same kids who hated me for it. Cause I didn't want to listen to like fucking two chains or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're now into it. So it's just interesting to see how that kind of stuff is moving with society. Yeah, it really is interesting to see, especially that point you brought up about how the same people that were basically knocking it, you know, a half a decade ago are now fucking with it. Like, and you know, it's, it, you can't really blame them. People change or whatever stuff comes into style and is trending and everything like that. But it's still like, you know, you kind of want to call them out on the bullshit. Oh, definitely. But also, it's like, hey, if you enjoy the music, that's, you know, that's good, because then that band will stick around longer. I had a bunch of, like, my favorite bands, you know, break up over the years, so I can't, like, see, you know, like, Expire is one of my all-time favorite bands, and they broke up a couple summers ago, and I can't see them again. They were, like, the first person I saw live, and basically the last. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. I, uh, so, oh, 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 like, we were talking about this, we were talking, like, what was it, on LinkedIn, I think? Yeah, something like that. You hit me up on LinkedIn, and I was yeah. like, oh, shit, this yeah. is official. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I was going to move out to Boston. Yeah, yeah. Is Well, and then I got this job here in New York, and I was like, I mean, same company, I'm sure you're, uh, if you're from Boston, you know, I mean, you're around advertising agencies a little bit, correct? I mean, uh, not, not so much anymore, but I, I know okay. if it's the same company, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, basically, the, the, I guess it's, I think it is like the big one in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I got that job out here and I was, no, I, 
how was Boston? Let's talk about Boston. <laughs> oh man, I am so sick of Boston weather right now. Uh, I so keep in mind, I live you know 15 blocks from work or whatever. I haven't been biking because the weather forecast keeps saying it's going to like pour all day. In the past three days, I went to work, you know, walked, uh, got all sweaty and shit, and uh, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the same out here. It was, you know, 60% chance of rain today, and yeah, we're sitting we were out on the patio. Just around 80 yesterday, and nothing happened. Yeah, blue skies, a few clouds, no big deal. Like, I wanted yeah, it to I mean, rain. Right now, right now, it looks like it's about to storm, but oh I, well. I hope, I hope tomorrow's the day, because I'm sick of this humidity. Uh, no, on Friday. Friday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, I'm actually I'm leaving the leaving this area. I'm flying out next Thursday. That's sick. That's sick. Yeah, leaving, going to Kansas City. I got a friend down there, so. Yeah. That'll be awesome. I've never been down in Kansas. No? Yeah, that's kind of one of those flyover states for me. Dude, it really is. It really is, but I don't know. They got good barbecue. I feel it, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from the South, I, I get that. Where from? Uh, Nashville. I was born. Oh, fair enough. I drove through Nashville once, twice, three times. Yeah, Nashville, actually, like, I remember seeing this, I, it was probably on one of those fucking, like, Facebook share posts, but uh, I remember seeing something about, like, Nashville and, like, other towns that play, like, specific country music have, like, the highest suicide rates. <laughs> Which just like made me laugh, but you know, it's kind of fucked up. Well, if all I if all I could listen to was country music, I'd probably off myself too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm from there, I'm not even for it. Nah, there's 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 a time and place for country, and it's not all the time, and it's really very few places. <laughs> like unless you're at a rodeo or something. Yeah, but I've uh, I've ended up at a couple like western style bars down in Fenway. A couple times. Yeah. I forget the name of it, but we, you know, we went to see the socks and stuff like that. And then we ended up at this one place that was playing fucking, like, uh, Sweet Caroline. Oh, people get into that shit. Oh, uh, well, it's like all white people get into that. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you can try act cool, but you know damn well you're going to yell that, like, bop, bop, bop. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, well, I'm from South Dakota, which is like... It's like the I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like doesn't really have its own kind of. It's a lot of cowboys, but yeah. more like farmers. Like so, yeah. Sweet Caroline comes on, and all all the Old all town. the belt buckles come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh shit! No, I definitely. I don't know. So, the, how long did you stay in Tennessee? Like, uh, I lived there for a good, you know, like six, seven years when I was growing up, then I ended up moving to Pennsylvania to live with, like, grandparents and stuff. Oh, okay. So it wasn't, you weren't, like, spending your teenage years down there? No, no, no. Oh. That was, like, that early development years, so I could get just the, like, lisp of that uh, <laughs> southern southern accent, and then went to Pittsburgh, where, like, they destroy all accents with their own language. Yeah, so. yeah. Now I'm, like, stuck with this, like, butchered kind of accent. <laughs> it's, like, not enough twang to be, like, southern. And... Yeah, exactly. So this this new zine you're doing, what's going on with that? I don't know if, like, is that, can we talk about that? I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how far, like, the, I guess, fans of Bad Neighbors will, like, touch into that. But, yeah, let's talk about it. Is it, I saw a picture, I think it was on the sleep uh, story, Instagram story, and it was, like, like football something, football player zine, or what is it? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's called Touchdown Boy. Touchdown Uh, Boy. But it's going to be kind of like street BMX, 35mm, disposable camera, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the touchdown boy plays into the irony of, like, wall sports, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. I was I, I was watching... What the fuck was I watching? I was watching something, and basically it was, it was a skateboarder talking about how, like, BMX and skateboarding are sports, but they, like, knock... Like jocks, even though you know you're out there riding BMX or you're skateboarding all day, oh, you're, you're exercising for twelve hours. Yeah, I, so I think it's like a little different. Where it's like, if you're in X Games and you're doing like X Games tricks, yeah, that's definitely a sport. And anyone who says otherwise is, you know, fucking weird. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think there's certain styles of BMX where it's like. If you want to call it a sport to, like, feel good about yourself, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But, like, the style that I ride, I wouldn't say it's a sport. I'd say it's a sport because it's easier than telling, like, you know, a bunch of people who don't live that kind of lifestyle. Like, you know, I skated for 10 years of road BMX for going on three, uh, where I could say, like, I ride bikes to buddies who, you know, either skate or BMX, and they understand that's BMX. But if I said that to someone at work, they'd think I'm talking about, like, Veo Drone or something like that. So, I, I don't know. I don't really care if it's classified as a sport. Like, I'm glad it's, you know, getting more recognition. It might be in Olympics, kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just to advance it, you know? Right. So, how do you feel about, like... Uh like no jumper and what they've done for the sport because i don't know dick about bmx period like Um, sorry but i don't know anything about bmx bikes ridings tricks it's just i've never i've never i I, so i've never seen it before with no jumper uh the one that's more focused around bmx is definitely the come up which was like adam 22's original blog Mm mm-hmm uh, you know, I think he did great things for BMX, but I also don't really agree with him sometimes, so I can't really like, back him. But he's one of those things where it's like, I don't know him as a person, I don't know his like, reasoning on anything. Right. You know, he's just that guy who vlogs, or uh, I don't even think he vlogs too much anymore, he's just mainly doing no jumper. I, I heard he got like a record deal or something, or was going to start up a record label. So yeah. that's kind of neat. Yeah, I think he's just kind of expanding at this point. I, I know he just came yeah, out with that. Yeah, he's totally scaling up. And that's, like, good for him in terms of, like, business and stuff. I, I think he's one of those people kind of where he grew really quickly and wasn't ready to be under, like, a spotlight all the time. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I know there's some drama with him in BMX, but, like, that's neither here nor there for me. Right, right. So can I can you give me like a basic rundown as far if I if I like was hanging out with a group of people that rode BMX how like what are some things I could say to, <laughs> to, to fit in you know what I mean I, I mean it all depends there are definitely certain types like there are some people who like ride trails and then there's others who ride street and others who ride parks I mean 
Mm. All right. Everyone kind of has their own flow to it. Right. I, I run a lot of park just because, I don't know, I, I have, like, no style when it comes to street. But I'm trying to, like, change that up, uh, get out there more, hop on some cellar doors. Uh, like, are you talking about literal cellar doors? Yeah, literal cellar okay, doors. Okay, okay. Uh, Fair enough. But, you know, that's just different styles, different strokes for different folks. I, uh... I don't touch trails. That shit's scary. Like, I, I like watching it. Like, watching uh, Clint Reynolds fucking blast any dirt jump fucking 15 feet <laughs> over. That's insane. Uh, but, you know, I, I just like riding rails and ledges and stuff like that. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, any chance of going pro? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I... See, that's the thing. I I didn't start BMX in my prime. You know, it's like when I was younger, if I felt, because I skated gaps, so I skated a ton of like stair sets and stuff like that. If I fell, I'd like bounce and get right back up. I was like rubber, you know? Mm -hmm. But like once you hit your 20s, if you don't stretch and if you don't eat right and stuff like that, you fall and it's going to keep you down for a while. Yeah, you you get brittle after a while. Yeah, like, I, uh, I I was out of riding for half a month because of a back spasm. Like, that's so insane. Yeah. That, and that was from, like, just sitting in an office chair. Like, my body is, is not ready <laughs> to do anything. I'm getting old. I'm not even old. I talk to, like, people who are, like, 30, 34 and still ride. Yeah. And I'm just like... Yeah, I'm really starting to feel that aging, and they're 10 years older than me. It's like such an insult to uh, <laughs> have such a shitty body at this age. I guess, you know, got to hit that yoga, you know, in between sessions. I guess, something. <laughs> I bought that foam roller, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> now, I mean, before we, uh, we'll, go, we'll go back to Bad Neighbors for a second here. Before we got on live, you talked about, uh, some some jacking of designs <laughs> you want to i guess this will be like the uh, uh what do you do in that situation are you talking about mine or just like people in general uh you can talk about yours or people in general whatever whatever you feel comfortable talking about i guess i won't name brand but uh i, I made a pretty big scene about it, so people probably know uh, <laughs> i don't know i i think it's like if you're out there and you're building a brand off of like jacking designs and you know just like general copycat you're not going to last because mm-hmm. if that source that you're using to copy uh you know changes their style or something uh it, it's not something you're creating organically and you can't actually like, keep that production up so I guess like my advice <laughs> for if you if you really want to go that route, you, you better stockpile a ton of designs just in case, uh, and then be ready to lawyer up if you know some people don't take that stuff as like lighthearted as people like I don't know I've seen cease and desist for the smallest amount of shit and I worked in like a copyright department mm-hmm. so I've seen that kind of stuff too. It's uh, it's insane when someone owns a trademark or something, they'll do anything they can to actually protect it, which is good for them. Yeah, were you ever? Did you ever copyright any of your stuff? I mean, there's like the 
Yeah, Creative Commons is such a weird thing because it's like just by creating something, it's like it's yours. It's yours. You know, you own it. However, but uh, no, I didn't register the LLC. I registered through uh, for taxes as like a hobby business Mm -hmm. because I wasn't doing anything full time. And it's just starting a storm. I hope that my mic's not picking that up. <laughs> no, if it does, it's totally fine because I hear I can hear sirens outside. It, you, my mic usually picks up that, so <laughs> it's like, damn, ASAP Ferg wasn't lying when he said New York doesn't know how to be quiet. Jesus, honestly. So, like, what would you say some like some of the skills that you had besides graphic design? And well, SEL we talked about earlier. What are some of the skills that you had that, like, from your whatever else you were doing in life, translated like through to the creation and the success of Bad Neighbors? I I want to say it's like a lot of just like illustration. That's kind of like the skill that really shined because uh, whenever I started doing stuff that was less illustrated, didn't want to sell as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been doing some sort of graphic design stuff since I was 16. Keep in mind, I'm like 24 now. That's over eight years of working, you know, somewhat professionally in it. And I've built other people's brands. I've built that brand and stuff like that. I I think like just getting a solid grasp on how like that brand building in general, you know, uh, you can make everything so easily for you by just having like a branding kit, you know, like brand colors, brand fonts and stuff like that. And that like handles a whole lot of your kind of like brand identity and brand recognition by just being consistent. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like I wasn't bringing much else. Uh, I mean, of course there's like website design stuff like that, but, uh, even that, my websites weren't, like, optimized in any way to, like, get conversions. I wasn't running things like Hotjar on it. I wasn't running any script to, like, see where people were clicking. I, I just like, oh, you know, I just home, shop, info, contact, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I need to step up as far as my website goes. Because, you know, every website I've ever created and, or, and sold has all been, like, due to, I don't know, trying to learn something new. Yeah. So like, I gotta. I'm at the point now where I gotta like install, you know, like do some tag management and like all the the whole e-commerce yeah, exactly. side of like building websites. I've never done e-commerce before. Yeah, so, this is my first like time diving into e-commerce myself. Uh, it's 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 like overwhelming and fun and exciting at, like all at once, and it's it's just enjoyable. Yeah, and those like all of those e-commerce platforms like Big Cartel, Shopify, all of that, they give you so much more information about like your customers. Like you can see, you know, when they visited, what country they're from, mm-hmm. stuff they looked at. Like that's so insane. Analytics just, like, running deep. Yeah, if you have analytics, you literally have a cheat code to optimizing your website. You just can't be lazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I I know exactly what you're talking about. You heard it here first, folks. Keep your brand consistent. <laughs> Keep your branding consistent. And check your analytics. That's how you win. 
That's it. And, yet, mean, and have eight years of design experience. <laughs> that, that's like a small, uh, fine print, you know? <laughs> you got to have a plan uh, of some sort. If you don't, I mean, do you really, I mean, okay, do you really need a plan overall? Can you just, can, can you just go with it, you know? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm one of those people who like to, like, plan things out. Mm-hmm. So I definitely made a plan. But when you do that, you kind of, like, box yourself out from creativity. Uh, like, whenever I started Bad Neighbors, that was back when everything was, like, pink and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted those to be brand colors, and that's why I stuck with. But then, like, yeah. No one, if someone bought a red and white shirt already, they weren't going to buy another, you know? Yeah. Or, I mean, they might, but it's like you weren't offering anything different besides like a design, which is where it goes back to like the whole selling point was the design. Right. Yeah. So, have a plan or don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's up to you, you know? Like, if you can have a plan, but like can actively modify it to fit what you're trying to do I, i'd say start that plan like get a small business plan out uh think, I, I think if anything you have to like figure out your buyer persona you know like exactly who are you trying to market to because that's going to really drive a ton of your design and everything and even like how you market it and where you market it if you're looking for a you know younger kids or whatever you're probably not going to be posting on uh you know, like social media platforms that require someone to be 18, you know, stuff like that. Like you're not dropping the Pornhub lookbook like FTP. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, you know, it's really crazy about you saying that I've been wanting to like rip these videos and then like upload them to Pornhub. <laughs> and I don't know why. And I've like, I want like, once I start getting like consistent viewers, I want to like go on one of those like webcam sites and just do the stream on <laughs> one of those sites, just, just to fuck with them. Like not, not, not the fans, but the people, you know, on the site. And it's like, who's this guy running his mouth about streetwear on the front page of chatterbait.com. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, that'd be so funny. That's like that's that's like one of my goals with but this like, shit. I feel like the general like age group of uh streetwear startup too is like somewhere between fifteen and seventeen. Mm-hmm. So you might you know, you might block out a ton of them. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have them click have I am over eighteen. Like a, yeah, you're gonna have to include a uh disclaimer of how I clear your browsing history. Right, oh yeah, hey, this is how you use incognito mode. Yeah, command shift N. Yeah, you got that. Oh yeah, my guy, I know you use a computer a lot because you know shortcuts, control shift T, (laughs) reopen that tab, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Command though, because of Mac. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I can't even argue like why I like Macs. No? I I Uh, I don't think I've ever like consistently used any Mac. I mean, I had an iPod Touch back in 2011, but that was, you know, an iPod Touch. That was before yeah. That was before I had an Android phone, so. I, I mean, Macs themselves, like, I'll be the first one to say it, you know. They're not performance machines. Uh, if you want something that's, like, going to perform really well, build a PC mm-hmm. all day. Uh, but if you're like me and just, like, really nice interfaces that you're used to, I've been working on Macs for 10 years. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a familiarity thing, and it's just easier. Yeah, it's, uh, you're going to have to shovel out some money for them. <laughs> like, I can tell you right now, uh, first thing I bought when I moved to Boston, because I was finishing up a freelance gig, uh, was an iMac 4K Pro, whatever that is. You know, it's like 27-inch screen. Hmm. Uh, that was two years ago, and it's already obsolete. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, definitely like nowadays, especially with how fast technology moves. You, it's, I guess, for in your case, yeah, Mac makes sense for familiarity and everything like that. But if you're trying to go for performance, building a PC, because then, you, you know, when, when 16 gigs of RAM isn't enough, you can jump it up to 32 or whatever the case is. Yeah, exactly. And you can install Mac OS on a on a you know a quote unquote PC rig. So I don't uh, I don't condone that because I hear hackintoshes are kind of illegal. Real what? <laughs> really? Someone told me it is. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. That's just through the grapevine. But I hear like when Apple updates, you can't uh, your like whole PC could be broken until you fix the update, which. I don't know. It just reminds me of back in college when people would download uh, download like the Adobe Suite, and you'd go through the file system and take out that like ET phone home file, so it went <laughs> phone home to the cloud. Uh, it just reminds me of that shit because like if they updated, you'd have to like re-remove it, or else they'd see you phone home and they'd shut it off. Yeah. Well. Scumbag Apple, thank you for that. That wasn't Apple, though. That was Adobe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 30 seconds, or let's 15 seconds real quick. Uh, we got a question. What made you drop the brand? Just really quick recap. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody just joined. Recap, it, it cha- the excuse I make changes every time. But I, I think deep downside, it was just because it became more of a job and I wasn't having fun with uh some of the orders and like or fulfillment and just like owning the brand in general i was still having fun drawing and stuff like that but you know whenever it came to actually managing it was kind of rough all right there you go uh m- m- matt i don't know how to pronounce your name i'm sorry man matej matej sorry I... all right <laughs> so okay w- like you freelancing that was all through like graphic design work or um, when you moved to Boston or website some was graphic design it all depends you know mm-hmm. I, I did a couple like illustrations for a couple people like punk zines for a bit uh, but then I've also done like I did a website for this like robotics startup out in Pittsburgh and you know stuff like that it wasn't anything like too crazy but it was enough to buy an iMac right well hey Oh, matey. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would not have guessed that. No, that is that is that's a language I will never understand. Uh, let me just exp- like display my ignorance right there. Well, shit. I mean, I'm straight white male. People already assume I'm ignorant. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. You know, I I totally understand it. I don't. No response. All right. He he understands. He understands completely. I'm really in pain. They asked to do some stuff. Well, maybe if you have any questions, feel free to ask, man. I mean, 
we're kind of just cutting it up at this point, which is the name of the of the show, FYI. Um, <laughs> a plug. Don't forget to subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> Face reveal at 10K. Huh? Face reveal at 10K. Yeah, yours. Oh, shit. You're on your too. <laughs> oh, man. This is not going to translate well when it goes to the podcast form. <laughs> I feel almost like we have to like describe the entire scene. Yeah, it's kind of... Oh, man. It's... I, honestly, like, doing this, it's it's... This is not a traditional, like, way to do a podcast at all, or a live stream, or anything like that. But it's kind of exciting, because maybe I'll forge the way for some new shit, you know? You got, you got any advice for guys starting a new brand? Um, really play into your strong suits. Uh, you know, if you're a good designer, you should be putting out really well-designed things. If you're a good web developer... Have a good website. If you're good at just like general business and management, have that good like system where you know you have all the spreadsheets and stuff. So come tax time, you <laughs> you don't pull a me and do your taxes so well that the IRS asks you to do it twice. Jeez, <laughs> jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, invest in TurboTax. You know, it's like. 90 bucks. Well, you could do it for free, I think, but like for freelance stuff, you have to pay 40. Mm-hmm. But for like 90, you can like talk to an actual CPA and just explain it. Uh, that's definitely the move I would say. If I had redo it, TurboTax $90 plan. That's the truth. Pay your taxes. I mean, yeah, or just take it to a guy, you know, yeah. that's like the other option. It's Keep got- all your receipts if you want to itemize anything or uh, write anything off, I mean. You gotta. And, uh, go oh, God. No, I was just saying you gotta get some like basic business knowledge under your belt if you're like really want to be serious with this shit. And I, uh, I found out while doing my taxes with that like CPA that I was provided that if you have like a room in your house that is dedicated to just doing that brand or whatever, uh, you can like write off everything. Oh She's yeah. She's telling me like. She's like, yeah, write off pens if you bought them, uh, you know, notebooks, stuff like that. Uh, she told me, like, write off a light bulb. It's, um, it's, it's, it sounds silly, but it, like, all these items that are just added on to the, uh, like, the, I can't think of, you know. Just, like, cost costs that you don't yeah. respect, you know? Yeah, and they, they add up, like, and you, you go from paying $500 to paying $120 in taxes because, well, you spent all this money, so... Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that's where like brands get you, right? Or uh, not like brands, but like owning a brand. is all the small stuff you didn't anticipate if you don't already have it. So like, you know, you look up the price of like a Dino label printer or something like that, a Zebra LP2422 or something. Uh, you find on eBay used for like 90 bucks you get, but then it only comes with like one roll of labels. So you have to buy more labels and they're like eight bucks a roll and stuff like that. Poly mailers. Those are actually cheap though. I think like you get a hundred for like 10 bucks. Uh, but yeah, that's the other thing. Work all of that into your cost too. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're not like working the price of like stuff you give away, like stickers or anything like that into the price, you're going to lose money pretty quick when someone orders something that's like, 
extremely heavy, like four shirts or something, and your shipping doesn't like cover it. I, I think it's like a known thing too. Like five dollar shipping in the U.S. will net you like one dollar. That's just like how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like no money you can net for shipping international, which kind of like I want to say it sucks because it makes me sound greedy, but. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, it makes you sound like you're running a business here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm running a business. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, I, I've heard some people being able to net some money from like Canadian mm-hmm. shipping, mm-hmm. but like anything past Canada, you're either gonna lose a couple bucks or you'll hit flat. Right. You wouldn't ever, if you started another clothing uh, line, you wouldn't just work the price of shipping into the product ex- itself. So, no, I think that's always, like, a weird thing. But I, I've heard that worked with, like, the, you know, $11 free shipping is more likely to be bought than $10, $1 shipping. Yeah. I, I hear that's, like, an actual thing. Uh, but I, I think that, like, ma- makes the margins a little harder because then when you report to taxes to show them, like, this is how much I spent in shipping materials, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a little skewed. Right, right. So, so it'd be beneficial for somebody that is totally skipping the IRS then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot confirm or deny that. Not recommended. That's the other thing. There. It's like, just, just go through the IRS, you know? It's like, yeah. check your local laws, you know, make sure. Because uh, I think in mass, if you make more than like 2000 they don't really even give a shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, check your local laws, find out what that threshold is. Uh, but yeah, just go through them. It's easy. Uh, get TurboTax, you know, yeah, fill it all out. That's what I'm using, TurboTax, just because it's all streamlined and easy to use. Claim it as a hobby business. That way, like, if you decide you want to quit, you're not going to get affected in the next year or something like that. Start paying quarterly taxes so you don't get hit with any crazy fees or fines because you're not paying quarterly taxes. I didn't do that. No? So, no. It, uh, I think I think if you register as like an LLC or something. Oh it's, yeah, probably. It's, that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's the thing though. Is like you can run your business as like a big cartel shop, Shopify shop, without an LLC for like a while. Mm-hmm. The LLC just protects you if like you know, say you sell. Like I really want to do boxers, but like it was hard to find like boxers that didn't have like latex threading or some type of latex uh oh sure allergies and all that shit yeah yeah like because then if someone gets like an allergic reaction they just come right back at you if you don't have an llc you're losing everything Mm -hmm. shit i was gonna say something i totally blanked i guess it wasn't important fuck (laughs) (laughs) No, what, what did he say? He says, uh, Mady says he'll check how it goes. He'll start the business stuff after he starts selling. Yeah, I mean, that's the fair way to do it because there's no use in like buying an LLC if you have no market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you just paid, you know, 200 bucks to LegalZoom to basically say you own something that you like own through Creative Commons, anyways. Mm hmm. I would say, here's a, I mean, like, when I did, when I formed my, like, I did my LLC back in, like, 2014 because I was doing all kinds of other shit, uh, selling, like, ebooks and stuff like that. And yeah. 
but uh, like it was it was solely created to separate my you know w2 money from whatever that money was so i know like what money was taxed in certain ways you know what i mean yeah exactly so if you that's like yeah once you start making money then you know get the you know you can you can do i I think you might be able to get it with just doing a dba uh doing business as but don't don't i'm not i'm not a legal technician or like what is that i ain't i am not a lawyer yeah yeah (laughs) all that um but honestly, you, I don't. I don't think you need to use even use LegalZoom. I mean, yeah. it's super simple to. It's like two sheets of paper. Whenever you're like, if you want to form an LLC or whatever, it's like two sheets of paper. You fill it out, mail it in with like a fifty dollar check, and you know, three weeks later, you get a certificate in the mail saying, "Hey, you're a business." At least we're you know when I formed it and I was I mean I was in South Dakota it depends on the state you know California yeah. like seven hundred fifty dollars. Well, that's just like very state specific, but yeah. uh, I don't know what international businesses will have to go through. Yeah, made a year. They probably own. have like province, province or regional kind of stuff. But yeah, I would uh, hit up some type of question site. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Google has all the answers to questions you got, my man. That's the other thing too. Is like, I feel like people have lost like the art of googling. You know, like I I used to always think it's like you know you just Google your question, but there's so much more you can do to actually like, figure out a better answer or like, get to a better site with a better answer. Because keep in mind, like SEO plays a huge amount. So the site that pays the most, the site that like, gets the most traffic, is going to be popping up on top. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear they fixed that though somewhat, where they're like really looking into the content now. But yep, yeah, they're they're, they're yeah, it's more and, and also user experience when they get on the site. So it's less. I don't know. I don't. You know, I'm not that deep into SEO. You know, I don't. I don't I've never intentionally built a backlink or anything like that. Yeah. But I think I think I've been like I follow a couple uh, subreddits and shit like that, and like, I think it is more user experience based, uh, content based than backlinks and well more backlinks. Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. I I think like all of that stuff, you know, you just have to experience it. Mm. Keep in mind too, like if you're starting a brand and you're not moving, like you know, tens. Not even like ten thousand, but like you know, if you're not moving more than a thousand product, yeah, I'm gonna say like every six months, maybe you're not really gonna get watched too hard. But once you start going through like some custom stuff, that's when you kind of want to be be prepared at least, you know? Yeah, well, I think yeah, like once you're looking at like once you start thinking about going full time with whatever brand you have or whatever. Then it's time to start looking at the legal stuff. Yeah, that's that stuff too. It's like you're better off just paying up front a lawyer mm-hmm. to kind of set it all up for you. Because yeah, you... then if they mess up, you know, you got that liability on them. Right. But uh, this is all just said, this is all unsolicited, uh, not even advice. This is just banter between two people. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? We just need, like, a big pop-up. You know, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. There we go. We got a little image up. I am not a lawyer, okay? Boom. This is an uninformed opinion. 
that's that's it. Like I think we're legally covered now, so we don't have to worry about anything coming back on us. That's how that works. Okay. <laughs> but don't 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 take my word for it because I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh man. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like we got off on a tangent. I, I think I was talking about touchdown boy because we like, dropped into like sports and then something like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's. That's usually how these go. Like the last two, were basically started off talking about branding or brands, and then it went just went to girls and more girl talk and shit like that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, let's talk about uh, the new zine. Yeah, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, <laughs> if, if you like, like very low budget, similar to no, I, I don't want to like compare it to Thrasher because that's like so insane. Um, you know, just like. DIY, very low budget kind of stuff like that. I want to see some pictures of like me and my friends biking around Boston on people's property. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's the best stuff to ride. You sound like you sound like a damn outlaw. Not even. So, is are you gonna have a website, or is it just gonna be on Instagram, or what's uh, YouTube videos? What's going on as far as that goes? I actually somehow. Uh, bought touchdownboy.com i thought for sure that would be taken <laughs> but yeah i own it i just have to like build it out now cool cool yeah eventually there will be some type of t-shirt or like stickers or something but right now i'm just focused on like building it a bit mm-hmm. you know because it's like bmx is a weird thing where like there are so many accounts like uh you know i'm just gonna name a few like 540 kush and like team weed that just like make fun stuff b cave does it uh so it's like i don't want to be in the spotlight from them because i'm doing something to get the brand like bigger you know it's like i, I just don't want to be a laughing stock so i'm just like you know <laughs> taking my time having fun making good connections like I, i'm really into this one zine called bad ventures mm-hmm. uh adventures with a b that Oh, sorry. I started reading Mady's comment. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I read that also, and I was like, <laughs> I was gonna wait till you're done before getting into that. But, but uh, I'm bad, really into like bad, bad ventures. ventures, and you know that's like some sick street riding. I can't really tell where they're based because I know one of the members is from, uh, I think like Minnesota, but I think a, lot of, a couple of them were from UK, maybe, or at least one of their like, sponsors, the Make is from the UK, but something like that. But, you know, they're sick to look at. They put out an edit for one of their members was sick. Uh, and I just like watching that stuff. There's a uh, group in Boston called 90 East, and, like, I'm, you know, I'm acquaintances with a couple of them. I ride with a few of them on occasion. And, you know, just, like, seeing that community is so much different than like the community you'd see at like trails or the community you'd see at uh, like a skate park. Yeah. Yeah. Bad Venture Zine. I'm on the, I think this is the right, right website. Yeah. Bad Venture right. or something. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out later. Uh, do you want to answer Mady's question first or? Uh, wait, what are you guys even doing in life? Who am I watching? <laughs> uh, so I, I'm Ty. I'm the creator of Bad Neighbors that I closed back in March ish. Uh, I don't know. What am I doing in life? Oh man, 
<laughs> what a question. That's tough, yeah. I feel like I'm on Tinder, you know? It's like, wait, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm either at work or I'm riding my bike. I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, I'm Justin. I run uh, SoWhat.com. Basically, I write articles or have people write about uh, different underground streetwear brands. And uh, as you can see right here, just all the different brands. And I started this just to, I don't know, talk to the people I've been writing about for the last year. Um, tomorrow is my last day uh, working for the man, hopefully, <laughs> forever. Uh, I'm going to move out of New York City and go to Kansas City and work on... Did you just so- move to New York? Yeah, I just, moved. I just moved to New York in May. I, I got here and I'm like, you know what? This like corporate in- in- environment is just not enjoyable for me. That's one of those things that I can't get into is like corporate environments that require corporate dress code. Like I have a corporate environment, but they don't really care how I dress mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, I don't, I don't talk to customers and I, you know, I, I get my stuff done. So it doesn't matter how I dress. Right. Uh, you know, it's not even the dress code. It's just like the office politics and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel that. And, it, and it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an advertising agency, so it's not like serious, like, but it's just like, so, I don't know. And, it, and the job's not enjoyable. Uh, damn media buying. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not creative at all. And I need a creative outlook. So. Yeah, definitely. I feel that completely. Yeah. So yeah, I started, I started this like last June and now, yeah, I'm, Last day tomorrow, moving to Kansas City next Thursday, and I'm going to be doing this, you know, for at least the next three months full-time until I run out of money, and then I'll see what happens after that. So, that's what... Go get that ad revenue. Dude, I don't... Honestly, I do not want... Well, okay. If I put ads on here, I don't want it to be like, you know, AdSense or whatever, Media.net shit. Like, I'd rather have a brand pay... Like, even if it's not, uh, you know, a, a, a lesser-known streetwear brand, even if it's something like, you know, Nike's wants to put their shit on here, I'm like, all right, like, that that that's, that kind of fits the bill. People are coming to the website are, you know, familiar with that, and, like, that fits the whole... Well, I feel like that's the point of AdSense, is uh, they'll start... Yeah. Uh, you know, they see what you talk about, they see your content, then they'll get ads for that kind of stuff. Right. Because, right. like, if you're a small YouTube channel or something, Nike's not going to like approach you directly. Mm-hmm. I'm not like slamming you at no, all. No, 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 no. I, I, like, I understand completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not going to approach you directly, but they'll put an ad up and say, "Hey, YouTube, uh, you know, if someone's doing something about running or athletics, uh, drop this ad here." Mm-hmm. And that's how you can get those kind of like placements. Right, right. I just, I don't. Uh, it's like I don't really want to monetize the YouTube channel. No, I feel that. Cause I feel like YouTube like is such a like hellscape right now. Yeah, like that adpocalypse. What like sometime last year, and just like everybody just was like up the in drama arms. too. Yeah, so I don't I don't want to monetize that. Like at the beginning when I first started the website, I was doing like uh, paid posts, but somebody really fucked up my SEO because they bought a whole bunch of like shitty Fiverr backlinks. And just like oh, okay. it totally like t- 
tanked my organic listings. Like, and they're all like, they bought backlinks like off Fiverr, pointed to his one article. So it's like that. Like, no, homie. Yeah, so, that shit. Yeah, um, and that's like one of those things you're just blogging about people, and they're gonna like destroy your own brand, right? Or right, destroy they, your livelihood. Yeah, they're they're in an attempt to like game the system and like boost his shit. He really just ruined everybody's shit. Is so, Hellwave you, matey? Sorry, I, I looked up. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah I uh, saw uh, Instagram mid conversation. <laughs> But, uh... Hellwave. Yeah, that that's, like, the other thing. is like, people will try to cheap out on stuff, like, buying followers and things like that. I've seen that from, like, startups, and it's, like, you know... It, it's totally it looks, see-through. It looks good, but, like, it's very obvious when you get ten likes on a picture but have one K... Uh, follows. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, totally, it's totally obvious when something like that happens, and... And then when Instagram, like, nukes all of the, like, fake accounts every couple months, you lose, like, 400 followers. And it's, like, mm-hmm. it's like that what's hurts, the point? Like, your own, like, analytics. Yeah, especially, and then you have, like, oh, you, uh, yeah, you got all those followers and all everything. You get 10 likes and, see, I don't know, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I know it's, like, the easy way out, and everybody, like, tries to, you know, tries to take shortcuts, but it just really doesn't make much sense at all to me. Yeah, and it's, like, I don't know. One of the things with, like, owning the brand was, like, you know, the shortcuts and everything. But even when you don't try to take shortcuts, it's, like, rough, too, because everyone's trying to, like, screw everyone over. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and I think I think, honestly, what, it, like, a bunch of, like, uh, oh shit, I'm sorry, uh, this is, uh, we got Ty from Bad Neighbors, the now defunct, uh, Bad Neighbors on here today, uh, just cutting up, he had a, I'd say it was, it was, it was pretty successful as far as, like, uh, SWS goes, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of interesting, because I'm still, like, gaining followers on it, but, uh, after, like, you're not even, like, making new stuff or posting at all, are you? Yeah, no, a couple of stories here and there, but I don't know. I'm sitting at a solid like twelve hundred. I think I lost like thirty since I quit. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to get mine back up to like. Well, I think it's at it's like all time high right now, like five seventy on Instagram. But I'm just trying to get back to the consistent likes and engagement and comments and everything like that. I'm trying to do the same with Touchdown Boy, but like no hashtags. You know, like. Really? I, I just want to do it, like, fully organic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it by, you know, like, going through Explore and liking pictures that I like, you know? Like, yeah. Because then it's going to actually like, curate a good Explore page for me. I'm not going to see... Because uh, one of the things on my, like, personal is, like, I like ton of BMX stuff. But I keep getting stuff for, like, watching, like, vert ramp competitions and stuff like that. And I just don't, like, care about that. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm going to try, like, really format my explore on that and hopefully build that mostly organic. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, too, is I'd rather have a small amount of followers but always sell, you know? Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Because for me, it wasn't about, like, expanding to the point where I could, like, do it full time. 
and still isn't. You know, I just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am definitely trying to do this full time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it is, but like sitting at like I can sit at the like I think I've said this like three times, not in this like chat, but in previous ones. It's just like I can like, I can sit at this desk all day long, you know. But yeah, when I when because I. Cause I don't have to i choose to but like having to sit somewhere just such oh man it just irritates me that was one of those things for me was uh i i can never work from home like it's a big perk Mm -hmm. with where i work now everyone wants to work from home and stuff like that but uh i don't know i've like associated my desk at this point with like sitting like a fucking ampersand and like eating cheetos (laughs) i i don't associate work to that anymore uh fair enough fair enough i think i think what's really gonna help me with with like working this shit a lot uh is when i move because it'll be a whole different environment you know someplace that's totally new so i can sit here and say this is my work desk i will work yeah they, they that was one of those things like i used to be i, I still am like the whole uh what is it like self-help or no what is that uh, like the self wellness approach to everything, where people take like wellness days off of work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of like this, where I'm kind of like cynical to it. But one of the things that like I learned was your body will like naturally associate things to like things. So if you like watch TV in bed, you don't associate it to sleep anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like a horrible sleeper. I'll stay up till like four or 5 AM go bed, wake up for work at seven. You know, it's like, oof. yeah. And I, I've been doing that for years. So <laughs> that's yeah. I, I used to be able to do that. I don't know if I can do that anymore, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. I've watched so much, uh, reruns of like Seinfeld from my bed that I just don't associate to sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing, like, I guess ever since, I mean, since I was 18, I've always had, like, a desk and computer in my room, so it's always been, like, well, it's the, whatever, so now I, like, when I do get out of here, I can actually have a whole other space dedicated to, this is, this is where you work from 8 in the morning to 8 at night, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, so hopefully, I, I mean, I can be productive at like here, but it's you know there's always distractions and shit. Like oh, yeah, what's going on, on YouTube? Like, what's going on? In yeah, it, like you probably can't do it on your end, but like whenever I have to, uh, like really buckle down, do something, I like turn my internet off. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a hell no for me. <laughs> <laughs>